Uh, wow. So we made it to the end of 2020. Holy shit. What a year. Um, actually, depending on how you rank it, it's been a great year for podcasts. A lot of other shit has fallen apart, but you know, uh, what do you do? Uh, we won't, we won't go into all those details. We don't want to bring anybody down at the end of the year. Probably already suffering already. Um, usually we do these big holiday specials on binge watchers. We did do a holiday theme episode. We did a, a Facebook video that was pretty popular a few weeks ago. So we'll leave it at that. In the future, we're not going to do necessarily rely on the special. We're gonna we're gonna change it up next year. But here we're at the end of the year. Um, we're gonna do like a year in review. We're gonna rewind the year, so to speak. So we'll do like our favorite movie release this year. We happen to watch another movie that might be our favorite, and it doesn't have to be a 2020 movie. We're gonna review some of our favorite podcasts of the year and talk about some new releases. Should be a pretty good episode. Oh, and then we're also gonna reveal. We crunched the numbers and found out what our top five episodes of the entire year are based on the audience. So we're going to bring that up later, too. So, uh, Johnny Spoiler again with my binge watcher crew. I got Nikki Lates. Yo. I got Dangerous Dave. Yo. I got Double A. Hey, hey. Crack open a cold box of wine or pour something cold on ice because it's the Binge Watchers Podcast. We're here. Let's do this. <laughs> All right. Uh, Dave, what was your favorite movie released this year? Well, um, actually, I'm going to give you my number two because believe it or not, we're going to talk about it naturally later. Uh, but my number two movie of the year was uh, She Dies Tomorrow, which is kind of like a psychological It Follows. Uh, somebody tells their friend they're going to die tomorrow. They have this like dooming fear. And then that fear gets passed on to their friend and it gets passed around and around to basically you question oh, cool. whether the whole world has this. Um, That's really it's, cool. it's a really great movie. It's a, it's a good mystery. Um, I highly recommend it. It is on Hulu now. So if anybody has Hulu, check it out. Nice. I'll check it. Cool. Hey, Nick, uh, what was your favorite movie of the year that came uh, out this year? The Invisible Man. I uh, that's on my list. It was not I my number one, but that. it was on my top 10. Oh, man, did I dig that. I was blown away. Yeah. Is it uh, anything like that? Um, Kevin Bacon Hollow Man thing that came out? Uh, a, a thousand times better. It, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, Although I, I like Hollow Man. <laughs> I like Hollow Man too. And trust me, I do, but I was better. It's Hot Web one. Or what'd you I'm say? I was really attracted to what's her name who plays? Who's the one getting stalked in the Invisible Man? What's her name? Uh, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Moss. Moss. And she did yeah. incredible. She played this horror writer in this movie recently. Surely. Yeah. That was a great movie, too. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, Moving on, Double A, what was your favorite movie that came out in uh, 2020? Possessor. What? Yeah. I have to say it again. We didn't hear you. You broke up a little bit. What'd you say, Adam? Oh, my gosh. The silent movie. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) 
<laughs> I think um, I deciphered possessor. Our buddy Adam's having some technical difficulties. Yeah. yeah, I think he was trying to sound out the word possessor. I think you're right about that. I think case. so too. Yeah. Yeah. As far as I can tell, yeah. Yeah. The possessor. Yeah. Possessor. <laughs> if that's what he said, that's a great movie too. To call yeah, I love that movie. The movie was dark, but it was good. Possessor. He's he definitely showed that he's David Cronenberg's son with that movie. Wow. Oh, Absolutely. I've seen the poster. Yeah. <sighs> My favorite oh, movie that came out this year. Was, uh, oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I didn't know you had more to say. What were you saying? Go ahead. I'm making up. I'm breaking up. You go ahead. You're breaking up pretty bad, actually. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like a choppy. Oh, let me try to let me try to reconnect with my phone. I'll be back in a few minutes. Yeah, sure. Go out and come back in. That's fine. You'll be back. Give time, John. Uh, John, time to talk about his favorite. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that that fucking guy never shuts up. Can't get a word in. <laughs> uh, can't really understand what he's saying, but who knows? You know, broadband. What are you gonna do? Maybe he's calling in from that. Oh, Hello? No, now we lost John. <laughs> oh, <going>? no. <laughs> so, hi, how are you doing, dude? Yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> I, I hear dude. Dude, wasn't The Invisible Man amazing, though? It's so good. That was actually what? the last movie, well, second to last movie I saw in the theater before theaters oh, were shut and, down. And that would have been the perfect theater movie, right? It, oh, it was. It was like my birthday weekend, so I saw a double feet. I'm ashamed to say what the actual last movie I saw in the theater was. It was a double feature in one day, so I can claim Invisible Man. Well, you got to say the other one now, so we know. Well, it was the Impractical Jokers movie. I, dude, I love that show. What are you talking about? Don't be ashamed. But, but is uh, the movie no, bad? No, no, the movie's fine. Okay. I mean, it, it's just an extended episode, and I, now we I'm not John. complaining about that. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, well, I mean, I'm just trying to restabilize. I got a weird internet warning. I don't know if you guys heard what I was saying. I started to talk, but. No, no, we, no, just, we, just, we kept just kept rolling going so know. there wasn't dead yeah, space. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. yeah, what a weird episode. This is going to have multiple. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is the 2020 end all. Yeah, Dave, yeah, Dave and I are like, let's, let's keep it going. Okay. <laughs> um, well, I was saying, like, I didn't really set the rules on how many movies you could talk about. I was saying that they're kind of loose rules, but I actually was able to come up with a top, like a top five for the whole year. I know. Oh, like, man. Yeah. I could I could loosely come up with the other five. I just I wasn't uh, prepared for that. <laughs> well, my favorite movie of the whole year, number one, was uh, a Danish movie called Another Round with Mads Mikkel Mads Mikkelsen, which I just watched yesterday. Based on your recommendation, really great. Like I think a lot of people probably still clear of it because you have to read. Well, American audiences don't like subtitles. Number one, and again, that's a rationalization. That's like maybe a stereotype, but I would I would say like you know a lot of people aren't going to sit through the subtitles, and maybe they they are unable for whatever reason to read them, then you're going to be listening to Danish audio, you know, cause I don't think there's a, um, there's no English dub. I think it's only subs. No, I, you know what? I will say this though. Like, um, I watched it while my wife was sitting next to me and she yeah. popped in and out. So even if you give it half your attention with subtitles, you can follow it. I, I don't think if you don't read every single word, I think you can still follow it pretty well. And it's yeah, kind of that I powerful. Don't do like, uh, I don't want to spoil it, so I'll just say another round. It's my favorite movie of the year. It's a Danish movie. It's a drama, technically, but these friends—they're all teachers. They decide to do a sociological experiment about drinking in in their daily lives, and uh, and they track their progress. It's it's pretty interesting. Um, it's worth watching. Um, then, if I were to continue on my list, then um, 
Sound of Metal would be my, my number two. That's on Amazon. Yeah. See, that's uh, my number uh, one, and but we're gonna talk about it. Has to like reset his life, and that's really good. Then, um, Freaky's my number three, and, I, and we're gonna talk about that because it's on our new release list for this episode. We all watched it a few weeks ago, but we're gonna get a little more in depth on that one. And then I mentioned to these guys a few episodes back to watch this movie called Wolf of Snow Hollow. Well, that'd be my number four for the year. And then, um, surprisingly, this is a shitty movie, like, year. Like, every... Dave it and I was, talk about yeah. how, like, every other year is great, and then, then you have, like, years that suck. And there aren't <laughs> a lot of good movies this year. I went back chronologically because we're, we're rewinding the year, right? So we're, re- we're reviewing everything that happened the whole year. And I went back, and I'm like, oh, there wasn't really anything that came out this year that really stuck with me. Um, Mulan, the, the live action Mulan is my number five because what's wow. left? <laughs> you know what I mean? There's not much. There's there's not much left. And I, I, I kind of studios didn't release stuff though too. I mean that's the main reason. Yeah. I I kind of yeah. tend to disagree a slight bit. I will grant you that there wasn't a glut of stuff that came out, but if you really hunted for it, there was a lot of good stuff that came out. Like I think Netflix kind of killed it this year. If you if you dug in a little deeper past just the popular shit they put out. Um, the devil, the devil all the time was great. Uh, I'm thinking of ending things. Um, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. About a movie like The Devil All the Time is like, what the fuck is that movie about? Like, even the Netflix description doesn't even tell you what the fuck the movie is about. Like, that's my problem with most modern movies is they don't advertise correctly. You don't know what the movie's about. Like, and they, oh, what you don't want to spoil something, give something away, but you got to tell me what the plot of your movie is. I don't have time to watch everything. Because they don't, because that's a character study, and they can't sell character studies anymore. That's a problem. They don't know what the characters are doing. They don't know why they're sitting there at the table or celebrating a birthday or whatever the well, hell. The, you got to talk to Netflix marketing department about that. <laughs> <laughs> John, no, call him right now. We'll get Adam to talk to Netflix marketing for us. Yeah, yeah. Get on that, Adam. Yeah, you just you just go in. You just set up the meeting. You go in and you say, "This is the show I got," and they go, oh, "Okay, here's several million dollars. Go ahead, have some fun." <laughs> Well, our, our specific po- – uh, well, my complaint my complaint is that they don't tell you what the movies are about. Like, the, what was the, what the name of the movie I was just complaining about, Dave? Uh, the Devil All the Time. Yeah, Devil All the Time. So the description doesn't tell you anything. doesn't tell you why you should watch it, what it's about, nothing. You that's gotta that's kind of fair. <laughs> A little bit – I mean, they, they used to pay people to give us three or four sentences or at least two sentences. The taglines, right? There's no taglines anymore, right? You know, so it's like, what the hell is your movie about? Sometimes yeah. it's reading descriptions all the time, going, I still know what that is. You oh, see man. the artwork. We're gonna have to translate what Adam's saying the whole night. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes oh, you so can't hear. We're me. gonna move on to our next subsection. We're talking about the favorite movie you watched this year, which may not be your favorite movie that got released in 2020. Just the favorite movie you happen to come across that that you enjoyed more than anything else. And not to put any pressure on you, dangerous, but. You're starting. Um, I I don't know. See, I I, okay. So I made up my own rule for this because we didn't talk ahead of time. So this is the favorite movie I've seen that was not a 2020 movie, um, and one that I didn't talk about on the show. Um, Treasure of Sierra Madre with uh, Humphrey Bogart. Uh, One I never got to. One of those ones that I got to this year, and it sounds like one of those movies that's homework. It is not. That movie is so good. Like uh, uh, Humphrey Bogart in that movie is so maniacal and just crazy. Uh, Anybody else seen that one? I never um, heard you of know it. what year? What, what like approximate decade did that come out? 50s, the forties. The forties, right? 
Yeah, so that's why it's kind of a hard sell because you think, oh God, it's a 1940s movie about a treasure hunt. I'm telling you, like, get you. And Humphrey Bogart is always a movie star. He's a character actor in this movie. Like, he really shows off his acting chops. Um, it's definitely the best Bogart movie that I've seen so far. So, pre Indiana Jones. <laughs> definitely <laughs> pre Indiana yeah. Jones. Well, probably some of the source material, right? <laughs> Um, I don't know, because it's not really an adventure. I mean, it's an adventure in the sense that it takes place in the desert, but I mean, it's not like a rollicking. There's not like not chases an action or, movie or something. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, no coal mine, no carts, no heart no. being removed from chest or anything. No, no I ball soup. But, but like, this is the movie where the badges see you like Temple of Doom. He's making Temple of Doom references. Yeah, uh, but no, this is that movie that if you ever know that reference, like badges, we don't need no stinking badges. It's it's from this movie, Treasure of Sierra, oh, Madre. Wow. Treasure of Sierra Madre. Uh, okay. Wow. Um, I got no reference point for this movie. I never saw this movie. I've so. never seen it either. I have no idea. Well, can you it's give a us a good well, log line? That, um, uh, three guys uh, go out to um, get gold. They come upon a bunch of gold and so they have to hide it and it becomes a matter of like who who trusts who to like keep an eye on it they nobody trusts each other like they okay you know what you know the episode of the simpsons where they have to all watch the comic book that's basically this movie <laughs> summed up <laughs> like where everybody doesn't trust each other like you're gonna take it from me and oh you're gonna take it from me and that kind of thing oh wow so hmm. three golems Basically, that's a good. Well, more of Humphrey Bogart's the biggest golem, and it, the other two are kind of like Frodo and Sam. Hmm. Wow, I dig it. it's a great movie. Check yeah. it out. It's it's old. It's an old movie, but it's worth watching. What about you, Nick? What was your favorite movie you watched this year? It wasn't a movie, but it was a show that came out the past year or two, and I brought it up in the. Uh, I brought it up in one of the old episodes. It was the Money Heist. I just that show in that series in general. I I keep pitching it to people because. It's the best thing on television, I think, in the past few years since Breaking Bad. So I highly recommend Money Heist. Was huh? it? Did it actually air on regular TV? What would be classified? It, 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 it actually did. It aired on regular TV, and then Netflix bought it, and oh. it became one of Netflix's highest-rated shows around the world. It, it, I mean, it still is one of the highest-rated sh- uh, shows Netflix ever has. And is I mean, it like a. It's oh. so funny because Americans aren't watching it, but everyone else in the world is, and it just shows how stupid Americans are. I'm just saying. I <laughs> <laughs> just like watch the show, guys. Uh, it's so yeah. good. Is, isn't there is a video like game about that called Payday? Uh, I, I don't know about that. The, the I don't think it's based on a video game, as far as I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Payday. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. yeah okay. There's a bank heist game. That's all. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I don't know about that, but I, it's a great show. What about you, Adam? What was your uh, favorite movie you watched this year? Well, uh, I wanted to kind of separate something that I learned the most from this year, which is uh, the movie Angst, where it felt like uh, with like creativity uh, and camera angles and just just totally zaniness of of in terms of the cinematography. I learned a lot from that movie, but it's it's really hard to say that was my favorite movie this year. So I'm gonna go and. Uh, Say that the favorite thing I watched this year were the first two seasons of Dark, even though I saw all three. I think the third season wasn't that good, but the first two seasons of Dark are phenomenal, um, even even if they're dubbed. So I got a is lot. That, I got a big kick out of that. Is that an anime? You said no, no, no. Oh, uh, okay. You just made so Dave like. Like, yeah. I made Dave like, like I'm not watching. Dark that. is like a German Stranger Things or something like that. 
Okay. Yeah, a lot of people com- uh, compare it to Stranger Things, uh, although I think it's uh, – I mean, I guess people that like Stranger Things are going to like it, right, more often than not. But I think it's its own thing. So, okay. but there, it has kids, kids involved with it, and it's got you know the the adults getting involved with it, but the kids are more informed than the adults. But so there's a lot, so there's some parallels there. But there's so time. You just, uh, you just mentioned what a mind blower that movie Angst was that came to our attention during our summer slash run, and uh, we all should have saw it much sooner. But who knows? You discover things all the time. Um, I don't remember. There was a conversation on Facebook Messenger about tracking down this movie called Deerskin, which actually came out last year, I guess, in 2019. Great but it's movie. a French comedy thriller. If such a subgenre exists, again, like a French movie plus a comedy plus a thriller, and you end up with Deerskin. That's actually my favorite movie that I watched this year. Oh, it's, wow. It's a great one. It's up there. It's great. It's great. I, I can see. Like, it, yeah. I, it, it, I, it, it reminds me very much of Did anybody see Rubber? Like uh, no, yes. I've, I've heard about yes. it. It uh, it reminds me. It's that style. Like it's just very absurd. But it, and rubber's about a killer tire again. Yeah. maybe Dave should work for Netflix because he doesn't describe the movies. He brings <laughs> them up to the audience and then says, and it leaves like just like, let's well, it dangle in the air. Like, hey, seen rubber? And then people are like, what? What is he talking? Because well, we're having a conversation. Then we can add I, in a description. I know we're having a conversation. But I, I was saying. Okay. Dave is rubber. I found out through marketing that we should assume that nobody listening has seen the movies, and so we have to describe them because they may not have a chance to see the movie. Yeah, isn't rubber about the latex condom that comes to life? (laughs) No, (laughs) no, that is called killer condom, and that is a German (laughs) horror movie. There's a. If you want a description, it's German horror movie called. Uh. I'm talking about Killer Condoms by Troma. There's a movie where they kill the condoms or like yeah. aliens or whatever. I remember that oh, wow. years ago. Yeah. Yes. No. Rubber is about a killer tire that kills people with his telekinesis, or assuming it has a gender. <laughs> <laughs> I think he it's a they and a them. The movie. He seems pretty. He's, it seems like a masculine tire. Not to be sexist or anything, but it seems well. Like a, I guess this is why I was thinking that it turns out Deerskin was made by the same guy who did Rubber, so that makes sense. Oh wow, yeah. Dave! I feel like That's he did insane. that beforehand, and he just wanted to drop some film knowledge on everybody. No, nah, I just found that out on. Yeah, the spot. I can't believe you stumbled across that. It's crazy. Deerskin <laughs> has one of the biggest laughs I've ever had in, in an indie film ever. Well, it's which part? The part where the guy is trying to get his jacket back. Oh uh, yeah. That it's, it's too. I mean, I don't want to spoil it, but it's that's a funny scene. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's technically a slasher movie. If anybody likes creative kills in a slasher movie, not that I want to be profiled by the FBI or another federal agency, but the fact that he takes down a blade of a ceiling fan and turns it into a machete is pretty unique. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I just yeah. feel real bad for the girl that just wanted directions. I just wanted her to get directions. Oh yeah, you you <laughs> want it? Yeah, that's a spare kill. Like that's like one of those things where you're like, oh man. Wrong street, wrong turn, wrong question. You know what I mean? Like wrong, wrong area. Yeah. Yeah. That sucks. That was I was kind of hoping that he would break his streak and just give her directions and it was going to be all build up. And I don't know. <laughs> uh, 
God, there's no way to easily transition to the next uh, segue. Sure there is. Just say yeah. the magic words. Oh, the magic words are moving on. Okay. <laughs> there we go. That works. That was good. Boom. Uh, we've arrived at what are the Binge Watchers' favorite Binge Watchers podcast episodes of 2020 and why? One question to answer. This this is more like audience delight, get their nipples hard, question answering time. Mm, get All right. Um, Nick, you're at the top of the list. What was your favorite podcast that we did this year and why? I think it was the Mandy one because we were all so into that movie so much. You know how sometimes there's movies one of us isn't into more than others. I, I just felt like everyone was just flowing on that one. And God damn, that movie was incredible. That makes really sense. Like, uh, if we, we don't like on it. If we all don't like it, it's a pissing contest, right? Yeah. It's yeah. like, who's right? Does the movie Is the movie great? We argue whether it's great. Or if the movie sucks, we argue that it sucks. And the other three are like, it's... We all had something very important to say about it. And you, yeah. when you when you listen to it, you just hear it in that episode. You're like, man, we are all just... We all had an opinion. <laughs> yeah. It was good. Man, he was great. It yeah, I agree. And our talk I on it, it was like a lot of fun. So yeah, I that movie, Jack, it still haunts me. It's still that good. Yeah, I'm gonna watch yeah, it again. There you will get proven later, Nick. When we talk about the top five episodes of the year, you're, when we're talking about a movie that we're all, we're all super excited to inform the audience about and have an yeah. episode, about, that'll come up later. So I'll try to remember to to bring up that for sure, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Dave, your turn, brother. Favorite binge uh, watching podcast. Of 2020 and why? Uh, I would be the Night of the Demons episode um, because that's a that's an episode or that's a movie I was hoping we were going to cover for a while, and it also yeah. made me fall in love with the second one, which I'd only seen once, but for some reason this viewing like turned it around into a great movie for me. So like now I have a great another movie I'm going to watch again and again. <laughs> so and and, was just, and also again it's a it movie I think we all loved, so it's made for an easy conversation. Definitely. Mine, uh, mine was void. I think uh, mm. I just felt like uh, we got along pretty good in that episode, and and I was really thrilled with that one. And uh, listening back to it was a lot of fun to listen to that episode. We dropped. Void was actually the until well until re, void was for the longest time for several months was like the top episode of the year, but actually got bumped from the top five. But we're not at the top five yet. But I just wanted to bring that up. That's a very popular episode. Um, again, maybe it goes back to Nick's theory that like when we're all in the zone and we're all on top of our game and then we're actually like in love with the movie or wanting to talk about certain elements of it, then the whole episode is from start to finish is a hell of a ride. You're feeling it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, is it my turn? <laughs> I think it I is. Think, hey, John, what, what, which one John, was your favorite? Sure, dude, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the plug, guys. Um, I got three and I'll tell you why. And again, like I said in the text, like you guys, if you want to throw more in after I say a few, that's cool too. Like, um, like I got to three. Usually I'm the one that's like number one, that's it. Nothing else. Black and white. But I might have three. Um, I like the Blood Diner one because I feel like that's a movie that I would make or maybe Nick would make or we would make together. I could, I could see that. Yeah. Like that. And then, I, uh. I would make something better than that, guys. I love talking about that one. And it goes to your theory that you guys are all, that we've all come to the conclusion we've come to. Like, if if we enjoy talking about the movie, it makes for a great podcast. And that was a great episode. Um, 
I like the Paganini one because nobody talked about that movie. So I feel like if people go are going online to look for whatever reason to come across that movie, right? Like if they're looking up Italian horror films, like our podcast is going to come up because we were pretty comprehensive. You know, like sure we were like giving a history lesson plus a review plus our plus a good time about that movie. So I think that'll be like, you know, digitally that'll exist forever, and we'll we'll be like historians of that, talking about that movie. Um, and then the hey, nice. this one goes back a lot, like the beginning of the year, because we were doing these um bad romance movies, and we found this really old movie that Jeff Bridges was in that oh, I think yeah. probably doesn't want people to remember, but. We found it, like the American Success Company, which was just rele- released as success, and it's really a a, a movie that was like pieced together because they have. It's one of the. It's really. It almost has the same kind of fate as that movie, like Heaven's Gate, right? Where things keep changing and they're over budget and they keep doing weird things. But it's like on our episode called the Jeff Bridges Deep Cut. So if people want to investigate that one, they have to go back to like, I think it came out in February of this year. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I've ever even heard of that one. Or, or yeah, good reason. It's not a good episode. movie. It's like that whole no. month. Dave and I were pulling out all these like, like we did. Uh, we did a Jeff Daniels movie. You know, we, that was a good month in general. Yeah. But yeah, the, well, and we did a David Lynch. We did Wild at Heart, which was like <laughs> the wackiest or the the, the oddest. Oh yeah, movie. but I love that movie. Um. Oh man, so we got to take a break for messages, and then after that, we'll be on to. Our new release report. So we'll talk about a few new releases that came out this year that we liked and maybe had a chance to see. But first, uh, a word from some sponsors and some affiliates, whatever, some messages we got to get out. Okay. If you're overwhelmed with stress and paralyzed with an inability to concentrate, relax, or get decent sleep, Sunday Scaries is a specially formulated CBD gummy that comes with vitamins D3 and B12. They're super consumable, easy to take on the go, and they're effective. You can get 25% off all their products on sundayscaries.com. It's in the podcast notes. Take a look there and grab our affiliate link. Um, Stars is the app for TV, movies, and more. You can watch current and past seasons of Stars' original series, today's best movies, and other favorites whenever, wherever, and as much as your heart desires. It's all right here, and it's all yours. Just watch on a computer or download on a smartphone or tablet and start the obsession. Past and present seasons of Stars' original series, plus movies currently on our channels or right at your fingertips. Just find your passion and hit play. You can get seven days of free movies and shows or with our exclusive partner link, take a look at that. If you like movies, you must, because you're listening to a movie podcast, go ahead and take uh, seven free days on stars. Um, nice. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm going to take a minute now. This is a little bit longer, folks. Bear with us. This is we got to talk about keeps for a minute. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, as guys, much of our identity is wrapped up in our hair, from how it feels after getting a fresh cut to the way it's perfectly styled before going out. That's when we get into our 20s and 30s and we start noticing the first signs of hair loss. It definitely feels like panic time because, let's face it, no one is ever getting ready to go bald. Thankfully, now there's Keeps, the simple and easy way to keep your hair. Did you know two out of three guys will experience some form of male pattern baldness by the time they're 35? The best way to prevent such hair loss is to do something about it while you still have hair left. You can get treated from home. You used to have to go to the doctor's office for your hair loss, but now you can get to Keeps. You can visit the doctor online and get the hair loss medication delivered right to your home. They make it easy. They deliver the medication every three months, so you can say goodbye to pharmacy checkout lines and awkward doctor visits. Uh, Keeps is one of the only of two FDA-approved hair loss products out there. You've tried them before, but maybe not for this price, and prevention is the key. Keeps is going to give you uh, a treatment that takes typically between four to six months to see results. 
the sooner you start keeps, the more hair you're going to save. To find out why Keeps has more five-star reviews of any of its competitors and 100,000 men trust Keeps for their hair loss prevention, Keeps treatment it starts at only 10 bucks a month for a limited time. You can get your first month for free. You can do so by going to Keeps.com slash binge watchers to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com forward slash binge watchers. And take a look at that. First month free. Keeps.com slash binge watchers. Um, Adam, were you chuckling? I, the Keeps guys are going to love that. Well, I mean, I was I was just chuckling because I was wondering if I could put Keeps on a dog. Like if it was like losing its hair. Uh, I think they said FDA approved for men. I don't think they said approved for dogs. Well, I mean, I ain't telling the FDA. I'm just going to put a little bit on there and see if miracles don't happen for see a little bit. Yeah. Chuckling at the wrong time during an ad read is probably why our sponsors are dropping us. <laughs> well, I don't know that I was audibly laughing. Uh, it well, yeah, might have been Nick or Dave. But it wasn't me. <laughs> and I have to include the explanation of the chuckling in the in the ad so then they have an idea of why was the dude laughing. I got to keep it in. I also want to say I checked I still I still check um, the uh, the post box uh, every day for Sunday scaries. Still checking. Nothing. Oh no. Dude, you know your neighbors stole your gummies. (laughs) We don't have time to talk about yeah. Yeah. Um so Santa Metal on Amazon came out this year, Freaky came out on on demand. And Wonder Woman 1984 showed up on HBO Max on Christmas Day, of all things. Um, let's see. Sound of Metal, as I said earlier in the episode, is about a drummer that loses his hearing and his life starts to fall apart and he has to kind of reset everything. It's terrifying. Um, you know, if a writer couldn't write, if a singer can't sing, if a painter couldn't paint, I don't know. If you're a creative person and you're suddenly you're, you're, um, creativity is taken from you and you don't know how to express yourself anymore that would be terrifying but it also affects his day-to-day living changes his living situation affects his relationships it's kind of an intense cautionary tale but the story's good and it's um by an actor gosh riz ahmed yeah thank you riz ahmed who was in the night of which is like a mystery show that miniseries that was on i think hbo which is really good um and he's been in a couple movies but anyway take a look at that and then freaky is like making Freaky Friday over again, the body swapping comedy, but th- this time they threw in a serial killer played by Vince Vaughn, who's like taking people out like the freaking T-800 Terminator, you know, and then switches bodies with a teenage girl. And then he's like, this is great because now I can just kill all her her friends at high school, you know. Um, it's co- kind of a cool plot device, and it's from the people that did uh, Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day to You, which is like the time those, travel. Those are fun. Movie, you know? yeah. It's like Groundhog's Day, but there's a body count, you know. So... Um, kind of cool. It's like they, basically they're taking tropes, they're taking like genre stuff that we've already seen, but mixing them up in such a way that they're fresh again, you know. And um, yeah, Ricky was fun. And then uh, Wonder Woman 1984 mixed reviews. The tomato rating is dropping, but that's only been a, out for a few days, and they've already greenlit number three, which is really mm. surprising. Which, which is weird already. Yeah. yeah. Does she make it to 1985? <laughs> Spoiler alert! <laughs> Wonder is that, oh, is that, is that the sequel? I oh, she make a good movie. Well, we I didn't. I didn't see it, so I don't know. Well, this the Gal Gadot's version of Wonder Woman makes it to at least the early two thousands because that's when the Justice League movie takes place, right? So, yeah, we know she's around mm. for a little while. 
Okay. <laughs> Look, my biggest complaint about Wonder Woman was the CGI. Like, Wonder Woman has this fast run that she does, and they showed us it in the other movie, but if it again goes to that bad CGI that we saw, like, in the Bill and Ted movie, it's like they're doing the layers wrong now. It's like they went to 4K, and they've lost their ability to make people look like they're actually standing in a three-dimensional space. Like, she's running <laughs> on the ground, but she doesn't actually look like she's standing. So she's clearly in a, a studio somewhere in front of a green screen. She's not really running on anything. She's not even running in place. You know what I mean? It's like, that was the word, that was the most egregious thing, or her whip. Like, they could have just given her a regular whip the entire time and then made it glow when she powered up. But they, they like, they don't even use rotoscoping. Even, like, 1980s Star Wars rotoscoping, like they did it for the lightsabers where they just, you know, did that technique would have been better than the laser rope that they made for her in this movie. With It's weird. Uh, it's, like, not CGI. I don't know what they're doing these days with special effects. I think it's they're rushing the movies, right? Like, they're not um, giving yeah. the effects wizards time to actually do the magic anymore. But they had a lot of time with this movie, didn't they? Because, I mean, it was postponed yeah. for so long. It was supposed to be, like, June. They're just going yeah. over the top. Here, here's here's the thing. I, I can forgive the CGI and stuff. I've just, I can forgive that. What they need in the next movie is to hire a fucking editor. Hire somebody that can edit a movie. Like, God, that movie was too damn long. And slow. And slow. You can say that of every superhero movie. It seems to be the genre. Like, they they... they they overact and they give you too much. There's, the melodrama is like more and more and more and more. Shove it in, you know. It's uh, I, I just like what happened to a two hour freaking movie, dude. Like I, I mean, I'm not. And you know what? Here's the thing. I watched all three Lord of the Rings this week. Though the extended versions, those movies moved at a clip for being four hours each. This was two and a half hours, and I wanted to s- just go to sleep. I just couldn't stand it. Is it is it just really boring? It it really is. I'm sorry. It just it, like a, ha- a two and a half hour movie. It has maybe four action sequences, if even that. The, the bigger problem is, is it has like tonal shifts. Oh, I thought you were gonna say pro- the big problem is the rape scene. <laughs> well, there's that too. Yeah. Oh my god. There's the rape scene. What, yeah. Well, one of our friends on Facebook pointed this out too. It's like a quantum leap situation. It's like so her boyfriend from the 1940s takes over somebody else's body in this movie, right? Because she wishes him back. That's the thing. Like remember the you remember the whole movie's called The Wishmaster? It's kind of like that. They have a magic stone. You can make wishes on it. So her boyfriend possesses somebody else's body, and then they make love or whatever. But the dude's body, he didn't consent, right? So it's kind of like a reverse Me Too situation. But you go, wow. He's cool. He's cool with it, though. He's cool with it. We have no idea. He's like, I'm with, I'm with Gal Gadot. This I wanted to turn Wonder, Wonder Woman down. Oh, yeah. wow. It's empowering. It's, re- it's reversing the gender roles. Like, obviously, it's a metaphor, blah, 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 whatever, right? It's like the frat situation, but reversed all these terrible stories that you hear about. And, like, yeah. that's what it is. It's, it's supposed to be that, but it's still, like, they glance over it because then he's making a Pop-Tart joke. I've had three Pop-Tarts and a whole pot of coffee, and you're just sitting there going, wow, that dude <laughs> has no idea what just happened. <laughs> like, <you're> like, <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, just, did you guys watch any of these movies? Well, obviously Dave said he watched Wonder Woman, but I, I watched. I watched. I watched. I've seen all three. Yeah, I only seen Freaky, and I love it. Freaky's great. I saw um, Freaky and Sound of Metal. Vince Vaughn was really good, by the way. And Freaky, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And I watched not, like, not one at a time, so kind of talking over each other. So, uh, <laughs> Nick, tell us about your experience with Freaky, and then I'll, then we'll have Adam talk about Sound of Metal. I've already loved this director with the. Um, the happy death day movies and, and seeing this one, this was fun. I, I love what the, what this person's doing. And I, I loved Vince Vaughn and I thought he was great. And it it was, it, I really had a great time with this one. 
I would highly recommend it. It's a great movie. Yeah. I believed Vince Vaughn was a teenage girl. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> oh, he did a great job, right? Stepping out of his body to play that part. Yeah, he did a good was, job. Yeah. yeah, he did good. Yeah. And the girl was really believable as a psychopath, right? Mm-hmm. It was fun. It was so fun. There's so many laughs in there. Freaky Friday meets Friday the 13th or something. Yeah. It was so it was fun. Friday the 13th. That was a great – because obviously – they're making him like Jason, right? He even has a mask a little bit like him. With yeah. All yeah. the rich guy's house mm-hmm. or whatever. But um, it was cool that they literally just acknowledged that by saying that story takes place on Friday the 13th. That was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. My only issue with it was that there was a continuity. I don't know. It was a weird issue with it. Like, uh, it's not necessarily a continuity issue. I don't issue. know, Adam, but if you keep talking about Freaky, you won't have time to tell us about Sound of Metal. Oh, I know. I, I'll get to that. That one. That one's a little plodding, slower thing. It was good, but it was like drama. Right, what? Uh, what? Freaky is the, freaky is the oh, movie. Whoa. <laughs> well, hold on. I'm going to get to that. Let me talk about Freaky for a second. You don't have time. Freaky. We're already 40 minutes in. We were going to run out of Okay. Time. Well, never mind then. I'm not going to share my insights. Uh, <laughs> I really liked Sound of Metal. It's, uh, it, you know, Freaky is the enjoyable movie here. Sound of Metal is the the, the sobering uh, reality tale based on, you know, somebody losing their ability to do what they love to do. And how to adjust from that it reminds me of Windsor McKay's story where he always was afraid of being able to uh, not being able to draw anymore. And he's like the, the inventor of modern animation. And he had a stroke, his worst fear. He had a stroke right before he died. And uh, he, he spent like the last six weeks of his life with able, unable to use his hand. And uh, it, re- it kind of reminded me of you know how this movie played out. And it's like an artist's worst, worst fear. But he does kind of overcome. In in a, in a weird way, so I, I don't know. I like the sound of metal, but Freaky is the fun movie here, and I would pass on Wonder Woman. All right, yeah. Um, There's a lot to unpack there. I would say, like, yeah, you should be frightened that you're going to run out of time to make something creatively. If you're an artist, you should always be afraid that you're going to lose your opportunity to do your art. Well, you should be I, your ass. You should be busting your ass to get as many things done as you can because time is not on your side. That's it, one thing to put in the back of your mind, but I don't think that should stress you out so much that you can't enjoy watching Sound of Metal or following the guy in his addiction journey that he has right. to get through this situation. You know, but I, I just real quick here, it's I mean you're right about the art thing, but I went. Uh, this was my favorite movie of the year, and one it this was nearly his loss of everything, his loss of livelihood. I went through something not with my hearing, but I almost lost my license due to my vision uh, in the last year. And I faced very much like losing everything, my livelihood, because I drive for my job and everything. So mm-hmm. that like really struck a chord that the beginning of this movie set my anxiety like at high, high levels. Cause I knew even though it wasn't the same experience, I knew what he was going through internally. It's that movie hit me on such a level. Like that's my favorite movie of the year. It's ugh, but um, yeah. Wow. So it's, it's, it's a freaky the, movie. The movie did- yeah, the thing the movie did really well is that it didn't spoon feed you how you're supposed to feel about the things. You're supposed to be watching and feeling the things with the guy, you know? So it, it was a class act in terms of cinema. Mm-hmm. It's one of the only things I've seen released directly to a streamer that I think should should get some award nominations. Uh, he deserves an Oscar nomination at the very least, yeah. if, not, if not winning it. Uh, I th- and if it and if that doesn't happen, then he's gonna get he's gonna land the role that gets him that. Yeah, that's 
I, I can see from what you guys are he, saying. He's been yeah. on the rise for a while, like since Nightcrawler and some other stuff. Um, it, he'll get an award one day, if not for this. Nice. Freaky is a lot of fun. I won't take. I won't diminish the freaky stuff either, though, because freaky. Oh was no, freaky was great. Oh, freaky's fun. Actually, freaky is one of the funnest movies of the year. I had such I, a bad oh. day, and then I watched that movie, and I'm like, oh, I got to tell the guys about this. I got to make sure the guys actually watch this one because I think it's. it's I think it sucks that with this with the whole pandemic thing, like so many movies, like this could have been a big hit. I feel. Hmm. Or at least like well, it will be because we're mentioning it, Nick. Come on. I guess so. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> if it's not already. Yeah. <laughs> and now um, we got a couple minutes, so we'll talk about our year review. What's left is the top five episodes by the numbers. These are the episodes that the audience loved most. These are the top five binge watchers podcast episodes. The, of the whole these year. are the most down- downloaded ones. Yeah, most played, most streamed. What I did was like we have two gotcha. metrics now, right? Because yeah. we started. Featuring some episodes as video, right? Mostly mm. on uh, Facebook and then some marketing videos on YouTube, but and well, and Instagram clips, but not the whole episodes. But we had complete episodes for the last few months on Facebook. So I took the video statistics and then pulled the audio statistics and mashed those together, added them together, and like was pretty fair. I just like literally said, okay, this video got 172,000 views. And it got this many downloads. So what is what is that equal, right? So here's the top five, and we'll we'll, we'll go reverse chronicle. We'll start at number five and then go down, right? Gotcha. Um, okay. So at number five, yeah. this should make you happy, Adam. Number five, feeling good on the hunt, is number five, and that was from our feel good movie month in November, and that was we were reviewing um, um, the movie uh, Hunt for the Wilder People, right? Yay! How uh, <laughs> is it possible? Watiti's <laughs> <laughs> people call me. It took thirty-five days. Listen, like the downloads came in a little bit later than usual. Usually, you know how well an episode's going to do, like in the first ten days. But thirty-five days later, and two weeks on Facebook, and it's number five. Um, I have the raw numbers on this little card, but I don't know where the card is. Redeemed. Yeah. Redeemed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Okay, so at number four, we went back. Nick had picked Encino Man to go back during our Feel Good Movie Month. And so Feeling Good with the Missing Link, which is our rewatch, revisit of Encino Man. Yeah. With Sean Austin, uh, Pauly Shore. Who else is in that? Weezing the Juice. Weezing the Juice. Oh, oh, Brandon, Brandon Fraser. Brandon Fraser, yeah. Brandon Fraser, man. So that's number four. It's a great episode. It was really fun to talk about it again. And. Great movie. We assume the better than Monkey Bone. Yes, because <laughs> um, the same month, like, was really funny. It, it was like commemorative. It's like Paulie Shore started talking about the movie again and like making jokes. You know that Disney was going to do a sequel and et cetera, et cetera. Um, now, now it gets real damn interesting. At number three, our run of horror movies to watch when we're doing stuff in October. We picked all these vampire movies, but specifically vampire movies that had something to do with a road trip. So we did John Carpenter's Vampires 1 and 2. We did uh, the From Dust Till Dawn series. We threw in uh, Near Dark, and we threw in uh, The Forsaken. And all that's right, number yeah. three of all, all, you know, tops downloads um, at number three. Horror movies to watch, vampire wow. horror movies. Another that was episode. a fun episode. Yeah. We spent a lot of time talking about how Bon Jovi would be as a vampire killer. And <laughs> that was a really, a really and, good time. And the ladies love Bon Jovi, so of course they're going to listen yeah, yeah. to it. 
still love yeah, somebody bon give bon jovi a vampire killing series yeah sci-fi mm-hmm. hmm. hbo max <laughs> more on that later okay, okay. <laughs> all right At number two dave actually mentioned this episode earlier because he said it was his favorite of the whole year our Night of the Demon retrospective, where we finally talked about Night of the Demons trilogy and the stupid remake that came out. Um, the originals are great. We talked about this Haunted House <clears throat> demonic possession series. It's kind of funny, but mostly 80s style scares. Um, that is number two tops for the whole year. It got like 88,000 uh, views on Facebook, plus like 90 something thousand, or whatever, as an audio. But on Facebook, that's kind of amazing because that one wasn't a video. We didn't stream that one. That's literally just the audio with a still picture of these girls screaming, watching the TV. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, that'll get it. That'll and get they it. listen to it. You know, that's yeah. kind of funny. And now at number one, and it's like it has literally twice or three times as much downloads and plays on Facebook as all. It blew. There's no comparison. It's light years ahead of all the other episodes this year. Is feeling good with Gung Ho. Where we talked about the Ron Howard and Michael Keaton vehicle, uh, gung ho about the automotive industry mixing with you know trying to save a town in the Midwest by bringing in you know Japanese investors from another audio co- auto company, and like um, we spent a lot of time reviewing that movie, and the episode is uh, again it, it speaks for itself. You can go and download "Feeling Good with Gung Ho." It's from our Feel Good Month. So I've noticed is uh, like, um. The economy of the country affected our episodes. Like people were listening to the beginning of the year, then there was a huge falling out, and people were really struggling. And then at the end of the year, it's like people wanted to celebrate again, or people wanted to take a break from the pain and suffering, and like be involved in entertainment as a, I don't know, a way to escape, or they just wanted something different for this year, you know, than they've, mm-hmm. they've been experiencing. It's funny, like the the best three months of the entire year have come for us at the end. Mm. But we, but this is, but I will say. This has been the best year the podcast has ever had, ever. This has been the greatest year, most downloaded, most amount of sponsors, most attention, most meetings, most phone calls, hardest work because eating, living, breathing, sleeping this podcast. Um, but hey, I mean, we got producers at Viacom freaking talking to us now. So that's awesome. We're on people's radar. That's for sure. We've been doing this a long time, but this is like what we're going into year number eight. We're about to go into eight thirteen or something, or twelve. I don't know. Yeah. Wow. We're in. We're in year twenty, John. (laughs) (laughs) Well, twenty-five seasons, uh, because I break the seasons down by what our themes are, you know, for the month. So okay. Um. Yeah, season twenty-five will start in January. Um, Hey, Spotify! It's time to start calling. No, I'm done with Spotify. Fuck Spotify. Oh shit! Oh damn! Jeez! Yeah, clock that time. Forty-eight minutes, thirty-seven seconds. <laughs> Fuck Spotify. <laughs> Beep. Spotify. Well, again, I was talking about. Well, this was actually before the show started. We were talking about the federal government taxing YouTubers or finding YouTubers for using copyrighted material because they just pushed that through in a federal bill. And it's not going to affect, I don't think it'll affect the top performers or the, the people that's on nobody's radio. It's going to affect the middle workers. And I think Spotify only cares about the people right there at the, the top. But what's really interesting is, you know, we're just four guys who went to film school, have regular jobs, 
we get to make some projects every once in a while. We get to do things that are that are kind of cool. And we've just been having conversations for seven years. But we're on the same charts as guys that are dumping in millions of dollars into their marketing to get listeners, to buy listeners, right? By dumping in $3 million to market a podcast on every single channel available. Or to, or yeah. to like iHeartRadio paying for TV commercial ads to advertise their podcast. Or celebrities who start a podcast and bring other celebrities on to talk to them. And we're four regular dudes. And we're on the fucking charts. So what does that say? Like, we don't have millions of dollars. We've been having conversations that people are willing to listen to. And now it sounds like a humble brag or just a actually putting my dick on the table kind of brag. And I may have just lost a hundred thousand listeners. I don't know. Or a hundred <laughs> listeners. Cause they sound they, they're mad at me now for bragging, but I only want to point out the fact that like, it's like the little engine that could or something. You know what I mean? Well, mm-hmm. we got a flex in the very end of 2020. Flex, flex a little bit. <laughs> you always gotta, you always gotta flex a little Dave, where did you go? Where did you go during huh? that diatribe? Way in, Dave. Way in. I mean, I'm happy. I mean, we've been doing this show for a while, so it's kind of nice to, you know, see, you know, 2021 is going to be an even better year. I don't know. I feel like we just keep getting better as we go along. I think uh, getting Nick in double A as a regular presence has been nice to have, you know, other voices to bounce off of. That's true, because if you go back and start looking at, like, April when we started watching anime stuff, that's when we started to really have fun again. Like, we were... Except for Dave. Except for Dave. Didn't have <laughs> that's, like, my month of torture. <laughs> but, but, but what not. do you mean? Dave is the number one anime fan. He's the reason we did it. Yeah, Dave, yeah Dave loved loved those episodes. So. Dave, then, you know the next six months are going to be animes, right? I hope you don't oh, mind. Man, yeah. I- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, no, I think Dave asked me to share next year's movies already, so... If he's looked at the Google Doc, then he knows that it's not all anime, but there's some anime mixed throughout. No, don't listen to John. He we're watching the anime. He did the first six months to trick you, and then it's and then it's June through December anime. Yeah. Although his Google, uh, it did reveal one anime I've already seen ahead of time. So hey, wait, what? But you have to watch it again, Dave. I've seen one of the selections for uh, anime (laughs) or April anime or whatever we call. We have to watch Long. the anime versions of popular movies. If only they made an anime for every single movie they release, but they don't do that. Not every single one. Hmm. Is that, keep are, are you are you suggesting the like plate, they yeah. do like they do in Bollywood, but like make every remake every American movie or just every movie into an anime? Right, you put every American movie from like the eighties into one movie. We should watch the Bollywood Superman. What about to. Krish? You ever heard of that? No. Krish. Krish. It's like called. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, but they put like E.T. and Back to the Future and all kinds of stuff all in the same movie with dance scenes and songs and stuff. It sounds <laughs> ridiculous, but it's a lot of fun. They they remake a lot of weird movies into Bollywood musicals, like something like Dress to Kill, you know, the Brian De Palma movie or stuff like that. They do weird stuff. Kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Oh, here's a little spoiler for next year. I was thinking about adding a section called Let's Get Real, just for Nick. So every time he actually says that, it will actually be true. When he when he ends <laughs> by saying oh shit got real we're gonna include the thing where one of us has to like you know it's like two truths and a lie 
Like, is the shit we're revealing real or not? And then Nick can say, <laughs> oh, shit got real, guys. It got so real. It got real or it got fake <laughs> or something. Yeah. Yeah. No, See, no, I, I, yeah, I have a good idea. Maybe we could have a game where where somebody plays the foil on the show. Like, one of us, we draw lots or something, and we have to, like, hit, be the opposite of what how we really feel on all the movies we talk about that episode. No. And no. shit got fake. That's- that's like a sociopath. No, <laughs> not a psychopath with movies. We're not doing that. But what we can do is one of us will be elected to play that to do that segment. The the shit got real. Like what what real shit are you bringing? But we'll never tell the audience if the person is saying something that happened. Like let's say you got a flat tire. I'm like fuck, man, my my tire got flat this week. But then you maybe told us you didn't have any flat tires. You see what I'm saying? Like you won't know if the shit is real or not. You have to make your own judgment based on the audio that you listen to. Huh? I dig that it. Sense? Hopefully, well, nothing yeah. really tragic yeah. happens the week we're up. I don't think <laughs> I follow. Right. Like we're we're describing what something in our personal life. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh man, everything would be real if I told you some terrible thing that happened. <laughs> right, but you'll never know because the disclaimer is we're not going to tell you. But then Nick can just say, "Check out real," and then well, <laughs> let's try it right now today. Uh, I got stuck in a ditch, and, and that's and that's the show, guys. Stuff got real. I wish we had that mute or something like the, Mar- the Mario the Mario two tone or something like. Yeah, I can't actually click end broadcast until Nick actually says late. That's the thing. Oh, I, I thought we were still talking. Okay. Uh, hey, guys, it was a good show. Uh, you know, I check out Freaky. I haven't seen the other ones, but I hear they're good. And, you know, stuff got real. Thump a dump a Stuff got real. That's not the line. <laughs> oh, I was, trying not to, I was trying not to cuss, but yeah. Because <laughs> I cussed like crazy in the last episode. I know, I, was, I know. I, but I, people already jumped the shark on that in this episode. I, I, I was like, I, that was, that would have been me, I think. I was like a Beep. sailor. Spotify. You know? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. 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 Oh, are you calling to attention to the fact that I said fuck Spotify? No, I didn't. No, you didn't no, say I'm beep not. Spotify. It's uh, a, Look, it's just a blank. You can put whatever word like, hey, love Spotify. You know, boom, you can rewrite that. Say love, John. Say the word love. You'll have it. I love oh, like when you edit the audio together, like just mash it together, like love. And so you just go love Spotify. Love yeah, Spotify. right. Instead love of fuck. Make yeah. it really cheesy. But it has to be like robot, robotic, like love, you know? Oh, <laughs> so it oh, sounds okay. wrong. Okay, let's try it. Let's try it again. Love. And then Spotify. Because that was the <laughs> and, and then Adam says Spotify. It's not even the same voice. Yeah. <laughs> Spotify. <laughs> like, wow, that sounded weird. Yeah. Spotify. <laughs> Spotify. <laughs> love Spotify. <laughs> I, I love it. Yeah, what we're fun. doing is actually confusing the iTunes algorithm because they're like, why is there mentioned keyword Spotify so many times? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. iTunes, iTunes, iTunes. <laughs> we love iTunes, right? Right, guys? I love iTunes. Yeah. iTunes is good. Oh, boy. <laughs> what do we do with all this end stuff? It's like... <laughs> This would be a disclaimer, like, oh, and you don't have to listen any past this. We're just goofing. I don't know. Maybe hit stop already. I don't know. 